is a dick, bro. <laughs> All arrogant people. When you look at Steph, Steph is so far from being arrogant, bro. Yeah, so like, far from it, bro. He's competitive with right. the with the whatever, but he's not arrogant, man. Clay arrogant as shit. Yep, I agree. I agree. For no for for a reason and no reason at the same time. These Mexican dudes been attacking this year, man. I don't know what getting, it is, bro. And they've been getting attacked this year, too. <laughs> they asked for another L for the light-skinned brothers. They did. What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? It's your boy, Toshan T.S. is who I am. Your is who I am. And you're now tuned in to the Black Male Podcast episode. What is it 104? 105. I believe so. 104. 104. 104. We took a small little break because, once again, we got busy, man. It's close to the summertime. And Cass is kind of traveling. For business and pleasure. I took a detox. Yeah, and Dot. Okay, well, we're gonna keep it a band. I Dot took a took detox. A detox. He needed it was me this time. It was me this time. I always clown him because he takes some emotional breaks. I took one. <laughs> took an emotional break. And right now, I feel great. <laughs> I think I need another emotional break. <laughs> sometimes, man. Hey, man. Sometimes, bro. I mean, I'm trying, was, I'm trying to get my life right. In. I'm Ugh. trying to get my life right so I can come on camera and go. Ooh. <laughs> All right. You fuck around, that's going to be a clear. <laughs> I've been, been dropping these LBs and arms and face been looking good. It's, fun, it's funny when you work out and you get your shit together all the way and you like no more procrastination. You staying on a consistent regimen. How? Everything start to slim up with your fucking stomach. That shit takes forever, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, truthfully, your stomach really doesn't slim up. It doesn't. It really doesn't. You know what I'm saying? And if you had too much fat on your stomach, there's a chance of having excess skin somewhere. But right, right. I, I was talking to an older guy, man. I told him, I said, man, I don't have a six pack. I never had a six pack. I mean, I could see my six pack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? After working out, you know, your, your body flexed and pumped or whatever. But I mean, a six pack. Some of it's genetic, some of it, most of it's all diet, man. But a lot of us aren't going to have a six pack, especially when you get past 40. When you get past 40, I mean, mm -hmm. what are you worried about that for? Like, yeah, I, even with me, women, I'm like, if that's your only goal, like, there's a good chance you don't get it. And for me, as long as my stomach ain't hanging over my belt pant, my belt, I'm cool. So, I ain't really, I ain't man, yo, I work <laughs> out, I try to maintain the intensity, mm -hmm. I try to raise the levels of intensity in yeah. intervals. Yeah, that's and whatever my body reacts to is what it reacts to. You know what I mean? Some days I lift some amazing shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, I don't feel as well. Yeah, you know? I, 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 you know what I did, bro? I, um, you remember how I was always full body workouts, full body workouts, and um, trying to stick to what I used to do when I played ball, and I had to realize you know, I'm 42, so now it's like I've been weight training, and. Oh really? Yeah, and that shit has been working phenomenally, what? bro. Shut up, bro. Don't start talk, to him. <laughs> talk to him. Talk to him. Talk to him. Yeah, and literally, bro, been weight training, and um, and and I hate to steal your um your your phrase, doing supersets, and why is why is that? <laughs> no, talk to the people. Why, why is that? Yo, and with the supersets. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of um rest in between. Yeah. Bro, it's way better than just jumping on the elliptical or treadmill doing cardio. It's been way better, so. How about that? 
without resistance training, without resistance training, your body's gonna lose muscle. Yep. And, and you're, and not, it's gonna you're not gonna be you're not gonna be happy with the results if if you care about the vanity of your existence. Right. Dog, I've been lifting these dumbbells and doing these different exercises with the dumbbells and then doing my core exercises and strengthen my lower back and midsection because you know that's the center of your whole body focus. And then even with my knees, bro, you know, I broke my leg and all that shit. Man, my my knees ain't feel as good in a long time. So well they have they have to be strengthened. I mean, the the, the my my issue with, with, with weight training is anytime weight training comes up and I'm in the room, everybody looks at it from a lifting heavy weights and body being sore perspective, but you don't have to be mm -hmm. sore nope. to have a quality workout. I'm very rarely sore from the workout in general. Yeah, as of lately, I haven't been sore. Like, you know, you know, when you do something new and you haven't done it in a long time or just do something new in period, your body feels a, feels the type of way that's because yeah, you use the yeah. muscles that you haven't used in quite some time. Now, bro, it, I'd be on point. It, it'd be nothing now. Well, your, your body, you know, becomes accustomed. And, you know, some people say you got to tear your muscle down and all that. You don't really, you don't have to hurt yourself in the gym, man. Nah, mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I work out. I hit the sauna steam room. I sit on the massage chair, you know, and I leave. Only only muscles I get that sore, my calf muscles be sore a little bit sometimes, but it ain't from working out just because I stand up a lot of times. I stand up right. a lot of work. Right. And, and I'm 51. You know what I'm saying? So certain parts of your body, you had to do about it, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My calf muscles are burning, man. And fellas, 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 I've, I've always been, I've, I always framed myself to be Great with stamina and um, libido, but fam, working out have your shit hard for no reason again. <laughs> like for you dudes, if you wake up in the morning and you don't have a Woody, it's kind of a problem. That's really not good blood flow. Well, my blood flow sometimes I have to go to the bathroom at work, bro. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I understand. My, you know, I will. I you know, I be wearing sweats because I'm comfortable. Nighttime, you know what I mean? Right. I'd be like, oh fuck, it's some bullshit. <laughs> bro, it'd be real, man. It'd be, or be, real. Or be driving or driving, you pull up to the store, you just let that song finish. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be real, bro. It'd be real. It'd be oh, real. Man. I'd be it'd be real, son. I'm telling blood you. flow, blood flow is, is is powerful. And the older you get, the more it becomes something to pay attention to because it doesn't yes, it does. just naturally occur. Diet. You know, I watch people drink sodas all day and all they do is eat processed food and, oh. and your body, your body gives you what you give it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it's a beautiful thing, man. I feel good. I honestly, man, <laughs> have a hard time spending a lot of time with people that don't care about their body and their health, man. Cause even my man Ski, he's changing his diet around. Cause he said he's starting to feel a little bit better. You know, he's a little bit older than me. Right. But, uh, and, you know, he's not heavy, but as no, you get older, you know, your, your, your blood flow is, the thing and it's not even about weight a lot of people are diabetic and they're slim yep mm -hmm. you know some people are obese and live to be 70 years old yep you know like i got a partner who just lost his brother he was 55 and he was very obese man he was tall he was very obese we lost but a friend we, when you when you're when you're when you're obese like all your life mm -hmm. you know those are the people that are hard to talk to you know when you try to get them to care about their health my, my niece my nieces Big. She's she's oh she's obese, and um, we um she's moving back down here from South Carolina. And Do you bring up that conversation? Oh, we've we've already had a talk. Yeah, we've had a talk. We had a talk. 
And she Do she, you initiate it or you wait for her to bring up something of that? No, nature I initiate it. I initiate it. Really? She knows Uncle Sean. Uncle Sean ain't, you know what I mean? We're gonna have that talk. We we it's not to downplay my brother or anything, but um we me and my niece have those uncle niece conversations, but they be real conversations. Like she come to me for those real conversations that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be filtered, but I'm also and I also care about her feelings at the same time. So we have those conversations and um that's and not a shot of dad though. That's that's the reality. Yeah. None of us listen to our parents when we young. That's yeah, that's true. So her and I have we had that talk and and she was like she wants to do better with her health and she know that I was trying to help her before do I mind, you know, and she was like, could you help me now? And I said, perfect, not a problem. I said, well, first thing you do when you move up here, move back up here, because she's going to be going to college. I said, we're going to put you on, we're going to start slow. We're going to build you up. Let's get your meal plan together. Let's get what you intake in your body. You know what I'm saying? Um, is one thing. I said, the great thing is now your Nana don't drink sodas at all. So my mom stopped drinking sodas about three years ago and all she drinks is water. So you're not going to go over to her house and think you're just gonna be have a soda bitch because at one time she was queen Pepsi, queen on um, Coke and fucking Mountain Dew in the house. I think all old heads, man, had like my mother used to have cases of sodas and rarely drank them myself. Yeah, yeah, like, just cases on pond cases. You see, my used to have tons of nah because when they when they on sale, if it's like four for twelve, three for ten, they mm -hmm. just gotta get it. Yeah, they just see it. Okay, I'm yeah. glad. I, I'm glad my mom yeah. ain't the only one because that joke. Nah. If my mother, if my like, mother, if my mother see the sale, she'll get like a couple diets. You know, my father mm. drink the diet, so my father doesn't drink sodas as much because you know he listens to how I tell him, you know how my diet is or whatever, and how you know good it makes me feel. I mean, certain things you can't control, right. but the parts you can control, you know, gives you better better quality of life, man. And it's it's. I was asking, did you initiate that conversation? Because I usually don't. I just try to lead by example. And right. if someone brings it up to me, I bring it up. Because some people are very sensitive on that topic. But they if you are. know you have that relationship, it's fine. Because, you know, in my family, obesity is more common than not. I think a majority of tons of Black families obese. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, people would love to say, well, I'm doing good. I'm healthy. And I'm like, how are you healthy? And you take six medications every morning. Word. Word. Which part of that? You know what I'm saying? And... People are quick to knock you for being disciplined to do things that's that they can't fathom. Mm -hmm. Um, I had this conversation yesterday. You know, at the studio, I, I was, I was, every, every, I would tell you, I really happened. Everybody was talking so much, it aggravated the fuck out of me. So I just had to cut it off. I said, look, if you're disciplined to do anything in life, people are going to have a problem with it. Yep. Period. Why either one of you give a fuck? I don't understand. Yeah, because sense. if you love your craft and you're disciplined at it, whether it's sports. Whether it's your career, whether it's a hobby, whether it's any whatever gift it is you have that you're disciplined to stay focused to maintain. You don't need somebody to motivate you to do it. You're no. just disciplined to perform. Yep. And you're worried about recognition. You're That's worried me. about acknowledgement. Guys, we focus on the wrong shit, bro. You're talking to the wrong person. That's what you're doing. Because <laughs> my life been like that as a teenager. Right. Then you get to an adult and realize missing out on certain things because people had an issue with the fact, it could be the fact that your clothes match. You're right. disciplined enough to match your clothes before you leave the house. Why are you all dressed up? 
Talk to him. Right. No, you're you right. You're it right. Starts, <laughs> it starts there. You're right. It starts there. Yep. It starts there. And then as you get older, it becomes something else. Oh, he don't ever come out no more. He can't go nowhere. Ah. Yep. Like, yep. nigga, you know I'm back in school, bro. Or whatever you know, it is. You know I got stuff going on. You know what I mean? You know I just got married. You know what I mean? You know, boom, boom. As soon as you get in a relationship, oh, he pussy wet. Pussy wet. Pussy wet. I'm disciplined to maintain my relationship, so I'm pussy wet. I'm cool with being pussy wet. You know what I mean? I'm disciplined to go in the studio and finish these projects, so I don't have time for this, that, whatever, whatever. Nick, listen, I, I got my time house seven years ago, I think. It might be longer than that. Yo, you you damn near the only nigga that been over here, sir. Oh, shit. And I don't do company at my house, but I'm saying you've pulled up. Yeah, if not, times. to just pick me up. Yeah, two times. I'm counting on my hand how many people been here more than and once. I, and I helped fix your fence, nigga. Yeah. Yo, speak <laughs> on it. Yeah, speak on it. Speak on it. And if offered to help me do shit, yeah, do you know what I'm saying? I've known niggas 30 years, man. They've even pulled up. I mean, ride right past Durham. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with that, though. Right. But I I'm, I think a lot of times, man, we say, that's why I stopped these conversations I'm around. We say how we don't care what people think or what other people feel about us. We claim to not have validation, but we have these seeking validation conversations. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You know what I'm saying? One thing totally I can agree. give credit to, to, to my man Ski for, and as far as his studio or whatever, He's independent of himself with that. Yeah. He's really not looking to for you to care. He'll post stuff on social media, never look back at it. He's not looking to meet people, which could be good or bad, but he does it as a hobby because his life is okay. He's not yeah. looking to, you know, gift and a curse, though. He's not looking to be just super producer no way. He just loves to do it. He loves to Right, right. I respect that. And then some people, they got to make these long-ass posts on Facebook and how they're not respected in their communities, how they this, how they that. I can give you plenty of stories of how North Carolina act like I didn't exist music-wise, but I'm not originally from here. So a person can easily say, I'm not from here. And then I can be like, well, you know something? You're right. You know what I mean? I remember being the first person to, to, to do a good video and put the city on the map when I lived in Henderson. Nobody, everybody want to you know, look at me like I'm not dead. When North Carolina was doing award shows or whatever, I was getting 100,000 views and videos in like a couple weeks. Mm. Then they have video awards and I ain't nominated. You know what I'm saying? All that kind of funny shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't take it the way. You know what I'm saying? Because if somebody don't appreciate you, you can't get mad at them now for appreciating you. Nope, can't get mad at all. I don't think Jalen Brunson's sitting home right now on some fuck the NBA shit because he wasn't all NBA and wasn't an all-star. Mm -mm. When he the playoffs started, he, he shows you what he felt about it. Yeah, he just know next year, y'all going to know me. Y'all going to know me. Not even that. The playoffs. Yeah. You know that nigga now. Eric Spolster no. said in the post-game meeting. Yeah, no, oh, he I did. I don't know why. This man ain't all NBA. When has that ever happened? It ain't happening, not often. Not saying it never happened, but I cannot. But it ain't often. It ain't an often. opposing coach doing a post-game interview, and the first thing you do is talk about your opponent. Nope. I wish you would have stayed out west. <laughs> yeah, he did say that. And all that did was solidify the fact that you just got to go. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can transition to sports. You're right. And, and coach. You got three top-shelf coaches right now sitting at home. Three. I'll say this. When when it, with Julius Randle, I tried to cape for him. And you know, I ain't like son. I don't like son at all. But I tried to cape for him on one thing you posted online. Because I didn't, I either didn't see or didn't want to see him standing still. I wanted to see him standing still? <laughs> I know. <laughs> son, son literally walked over here, put his arm out, walked over here, did this here, walked over here, did this shit. I was like, yo, fam, get the ball, dog. Get the ball. But what can he say? 
He had an ankle issue, but he can't blame the ankle. And I'm going to tell you why he can't blame the ankle. Jalen Brunson played on one ankle the whole series. series. Yep. And still averaged 30. Mm -hmm. So what are you saying? And this nigga Jalen Brunson is like 5'10". So who, who, who is Miami going to – by the time this airs, Miami will have its opponent. Is it going to be Celtics or 76? So? Yeah. That's right. That's right. Because today. Yeah. today, today, yeah, today. Mm-hmm. You right, you right, you right. We're recording on Mother's Day, so by the time I don't think I don't think they'll be either one of them. I don't, Miami has no. I don't think they have a chance to be either one of them. And I, and I can I can give you a reason why. I, I want to hear why because we could be wrong. But no, let me hear. Of course, why. I can be wrong. It's not definitive. But the Knicks lost because their defensive philosophy gave Miami what they wanted, which is open thump jumpers from three. Mm-hmm. You don't have to double team Jimmy Butler on every play. Because if you double team him, he's throwing a pass to open man for three cross court, and now everybody's sprinting to try to contest. Right. Mm-hmm. Guard him straight up. If he gets 30, fuck it. But nobody else should be just standing there wide open. We pack the paint for a team that don't score points in the paint. Right. We double team the man that you don't have to double team all game. Why? Right. You got three people open every possession, and they're killing you from three. That's not even logical, man. Nope. Offense, okay. you're not even running pick and rolls. They got niggas that can't defend on the court all the time that are spot-up shooters. And you're not pick and rolling and taking advantage of the mismatches? Right, I get what you're saying. But do you think 76ers or the Boston Celtics going to exploit that? Jimmy, They're not going to pack the paint. Nobody in the league packs the paint but Jimmy the Knicks. and Miami, for some reason, have the 76ers number every damn year, it seems like. Okay, I'm gonna take you to another level. Who coaches the 76ers? Come on, Doc Rivers. Okay. You answer your own question. What you mean? You win in spite of him. <laughs> they ain't not gonna win in spite of him. That's the only way you're gonna win, is in spite of him. Because he has no strategy. X's and O's, he's horrible. Who is going to say, fuck you, Doc? We're gonna do it this way. No, no, James Harden ain't that kind of guy, and Joel Embiid is just emotional. All right, you never know what go. you're gonna get. All right, so let's go with the 76ers. And guess what? Now, I mean, not the 76ers, let's go to Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics, Miami something, won't beat them. something ain't right with that team, bro. And I think it's the I I truly think it's the coaching, and I think also Brown and Tatum. I think that that mix is finally not working. Is that mix not working, or do you need to have a point guard to run the offense instead of Jason Tatum bringing the ball? To the, floor? <clears throat> the problem is they they probably been needing a point guard though. That's the sad. I thing. know. I they, they, they got, every, every time though, listen, every time I say it, people tell me they don't because Marcus Smart is not a point guard. He's not a point guard. He doesn't want to be. No, he's a, he's a glorified two, if anything. He's not. He's not anything. He's just a fucking. He's just a fucking pit bull guard. Yeah, he's a baller. He's just on the court. He's a baller, he but he's not a little bit. He's what Pat. He's what Pat Beverly actually thinks he is at this point. I agree. I agree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm gonna leave Pat Beverly alone. I digress. <laughs> I'm bro. I don't see. I don't see neither one of them teams beating Miami. I actually see Miami going to the um finals. I mean, okay. I don't see neither one of them teams beating. Them. I can't argue because the Sixers and the Celtics are dysfunctional at this point, and Miami isn't. Yep. Miami. It's doing basically what the Knicks should have done as far as maximizing the talent of what's on the floor. Because it's not a great, talented team. No, it is. It's a team that's coached very well, and they play well to their strengths. And, and Coach Spo makes adjustments. But Spo plays, plays. 
he plays to his player's strengths. You got spot-up shooters, you put them in positions to spot up. You know what I mean? If you have a slasher, you put him in positions where he can slash the basket. You know what I'm saying? If you got people that are great at the pick and roll, you give them that opportunity. Right. He plays to his player's strengths. He just does. They have right. no real on-ball defenders on that team. Right. But no, nobody's exploiting it. It's like he, he confuses people. No, you're right. This shit looking like it's about to be the bubble championship all over again. L.A. and Nuggets on the West, Miami, and who they play Celtics on the East. The team, the team that's going to win any series, I think, is the team that doesn't allow themselves to lose at the other team's game. Teams, right. Yep, there we go. You know what I'm saying? Like, teams are – we basically lost to Miami because we played their game. Yeah. If we would have ran the floor, hit the boards, Miami couldn't compete with us. Right. You know what I'm saying? But if you're going to slow the game down and pack the paint and double team Jimmy Butler, these niggas are shooting wide open threes all day. And, he and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying, you know, the success of the team. They beat the Bucks. They beat the Bucks straight up and down. They just outcoached the Bucks. But my man had death in the family. I'm sure he wasn't focused. And I'm just un, unsure of why you would fire him. When he was unfocused and his star player was hurt, it just doesn't make Bro, sense. I think he was maybe on the something chopping. else. He was on maybe the chopping block. If you remember when they before they won the chip, he was on the chopping block. Then they were talking about they were talking about firing him then, and then they then he then they gave him what that extra year. It? They gave him that extra year, and they won the chip. I hear you, but what justifies that? Well, that's that they won a chip that shows that you prematurely want to get rid of him, <clears throat> right? And then I now I don't think it's premature. I think I me personally. Budenholzer, a Hauser, his he didn't make in-game adjustments. He was bad on in-game adjustments for a few years now. The only caveat he had was Giannis Antetokounmpo. I hear you. He but didn't you're, have you're, him this you're time. Saying, you're saying in-game, okay, in-game adjustments. Like in the game, not in When you're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you get the remaining eight teams. Usually there's only two coaches that master in-game adjustments anyway. So you're going to fire him and hire who? As far as being better than him. Now, I'm not saying you don't fire coaches. Coaches sometimes, I think, need new environments just like players need new environments. I think they need need someone else. I think the timing of that was poor. I disagree. I think it was was poor. I think it was time. I think it was time. I mean, I've, right. I've been saying that for a while that it might bro, be Bro, my brother, my brother dies, we lose a series. You you find me the next day. Bro, you could have done that shit after the finals. Hey, man. Your, the your timing man. was poor to me. Okay. So he you're, ba- chip. You're, you're basing it on, on personal and not business. And this is a business, bro. IT, Yo, you find IT listen, lost listen. his whole career after he played when his sister got killed. And he turned around and was that just, hurt. That, he that lost his whole career. So that justifies it? No, I think it's trash that he lost his whole career. But then exactly. we know this is a business. Don't people don't still be a us. business. But still, you firing him today and firing him after the finals is no better for you because you're not true. doing interviews. So after the season, season anyway. anyway, yeah, that's true. That's, that's what it. I'm saying. I said you the can't. timing is bad. I got you. You basically said, "Nigga, we lost. Fuck you." Mont- Monty Williams. He got fired as soon as the fucking as soon as the fucking clock ticked zero. He's, he's black though. And he was a, oh, they do it to us. I don't even better eye, man. Dwayne Casey won coach of the year and got fired. So, 
I mean, what we saying here? That's what we do. That's what they do. <laughs> you know, you're not counting that as as um poor timing. Nah, they do that to us and don't give a fuck, B. Player or coach, Isaiah Thomas, like you said, Monty Williams, Dwayne Casey, Mike Woodson with the Knicks. Yeah. Win 60 games one year, then they have one bad season. You find him like it was his fault. Quickly, too, son. And Thibodeau's still sitting here. Derek Fisher still sat there. Fisdale still sat there. Yo, son, I am so confused with the NBA. <laughs> nah, that's the Knicks. The NBA, period. <laughs> Not even going to talk about the Knicks, how they do coaches, man. Tim, <laughs> I think I think Tibbs took him as far as he can go. I'd be glad to have Martin Williams, Monty Williams. That's my pick, Monty Williams. Why would this be nice over there? Y'all probably gonna get coached on Bootenhauser. I take Bootenhauser. Y'all like I take Nick Nurse, game, but I prefer I prefer Monty Williams. Yeah, Monty Williams, y'all at least gonna get some proper X and O's. He shouldn't have lost his job. But I mean, I, for I, him, I, just, I understand why the owner. He got a new owner. No, he's trying to put his he's trying to put his stamp on his team. You know that KD pick. That KD pick was his stamp. He better hope they can keep him. Uh, well, they, they got his contract. They got his contract. So it is. His contract was an extension, so they're going to have him for a little while. Um, Aiden, somebody, some general manager, somebody got to be like, yo, we got to get him the fuck out. So how you find a coach? You got a point guard that's never going to be healthy again as long as he plays. His body. Bro, and I found out it was a hamstring. You telling me you couldn't come out there? I mean, look, I, we've all had hamstring injuries. We know that's a lateral movement issue. Um, but it's not a severe lateral movement issue. You don't know the severity of the hamstring injury, though. Okay, there you go. You're right. Yeah. Chris yeah. Paul doesn't play through injuries, man. Certain not players don't. Some players don't. Not at all. So I mean, you got him out, and then you got Aiton playing like I don't know what he's playing like. I think it's trash. Man. So the coach gets fired. You got KD, but you got rid of the core of the team to bring on KD. So it's debatable is are they even better with KD? Because you got rid of Mikael Bridges, you got rid of Cam Johnson. There's two different people that contributed. <laughs> Bro, they get they get rid of Aiden. They could probably get about three players for Aiden and maybe a draft pick. Nah, that's debatable. Well, it's what three players you're gonna get. The whole league is on notice, man. This guy is not special. Not at all. He's not special. I wouldn't yeah. want him. I was about to say you ain't want him. Next no, that is on, that is I want to get rid of Jewish Randall. I don't want him. I'll take Carl Anthony Towns, dude. That's trading. That's trading. Um, <laughs> that's trading. Um, soft, soft center. You just you battling other soft center. I give it. I give you that. Though. He's not gonna Carl, play center. Carl, he's not gonna Carl, play center for us. Anthony Towns at least give you. He gonna give you more. He gonna shoot double jumpers. You can't get mad when you see him. If y'all, if Carl Anthony Towns comes to the Knicks. I don't want to hear you complain. Now, one time that nigga shooting threes. Why would I complain? No, you know that because you do. That's your thing. No, it's not. Anthony Towns shoots over forty percent from three. He's probably one of the best three point shooting big men in the history of the game of basketball. When you look at percentages, when that nigga Julius Randle, listen, Julius Randle shoots like thirty percent from three compared to Anthony Towns shooting forty percent. Mm -hmm. It's a big difference. If you can make the shot, make the shot. When that nigga got somebody of the size of you on him, and he. Goes out to the three-point line, you're going to be mad. No, I'm not. Because he's a stretch four. That's our problem. We don't have anybody to stretch the floor. In today's game, if you don't stretch the floor, they're going to pack the paint. But the Knicks are the only dumb team that packs the paint on teams that can shoot. We don't have any shooter to keep them from packing the paint. 
Y'all definitely need another score. What y'all gonna do with RJ Barrett, man? RJ Barrett needs a new coach. Everybody makes him a spot up shooter when he can't shoot. I don't understand. When he when he slashes to the basket and drives to the basket, he plays well. When he stands behind a three point line, he looks horrible. So now that last be- game when he went one for eleven, he just nutted. You need? Do we need Post. a new? Yeah, I'm about to ask. I'm about to say, hey, this is not. Hey, you're not Cameron in them show. We not going. I am. You are not Mason. I am not Cameron. We would not say these things. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> they be, they be doing that shit on purpose. They Yo, that should be wild, son. <laughs> when Cam looked at Mace, when he said, "Oh, uh, he, uh, he nutted." He like. He said, but on on other note, I'm, I'm not. Live. I'm not a big fan of trading away players under the age okay. of 25 that still are developing. Now, if RJ was a total bust, I'd be like, yo. When did, he came into, when did he come in the league? He came in the league after just playing one year. Like, RJ is probably like 23. Okay. I mean, back in the days, niggas didn't get to the league till 23. Hey, bro, these times have changed, bro. But RJ ain't trash. He, RJ will average 18, 5, and 4. And everybody be like, RJ had a bad season. He sucks. Like, those are not bad numbers. It's just when he has a bad game. Yo, it is obvious he had a bad game. Those are bad His numbers. Bad for, games are atrocious. Those are bad numbers for a player that you that you think and feel could be better and should be better. Why do we think he should be better? 18 points a game is all right when you're the number three option. But that's the problem. No one thinks he should be the number three option. Who's he better than? He's not Jalen Brunson and he's not better than Julius Randle. Only thing, and mentally, I don't even know if he's better than Julius Randle because he's like, some days he's not there. But I don't think him and Julius Randle can coexist. I think he's better than Julius Randle. You said what? I think he is better than Julius Randle. He's never made an all-star game. He's never been like, on the NBA. I don't like neither one of them. He never had the game focus on him, though, neither. Never had the team focus on him. Why would you? Why wouldn't you? Because he's had times when he's on the court with the second unit when he should be taking over, and he doesn't. So whenever he has the opportunity to show he's worthy of it, he falls. I, I got a feeling if y'all got Monty Williams, You'll see a different um what's the name? I said he needs another coach. He needs a new system. He needs a fair system. He's never been in a fair system. Look at the coaches, Fisdale. Dirk Fisher. These ain't coaches. You know what I'm saying? If you're a young developing player, you, you almost gotta be a superstar to survive some of these coaches. And think about it, bro. Fizz ain't never had another opportunity. Why would he? Trash. I think he can be coaching, on somebody's bench. Go coaching the WNBA somewhere. He's been he on somebody's bench. He was on somebody's bench. Right. It might have been the WNBA, though. I don't know. But he's been on, he was on somebody's bench. <laughs> go coach the ladies, man. All right, man. So let's let's transition. Let's transition to music. We was just having a talk, and we were discussing how um, the older music community um, constantly downs the younger music community. And my biggest gripe was a lot of times these the older community of, of artists or this, that, and the third. I don't I personally feel like a lot of them didn't even contribute to the music genre at all, but they spend more time dissing how the young the young ones getting getting this and getting that. You know, we had we had a couple of examples that we won't bring up here on the pod. Um, but it's it's weird to me because when we see like, okay, we're we're older gentlemen in music, you know what I'm saying? Your artists are more on the the back end side of things. Um I'm trying to be an executive. And 
I see older artists now. I see a lot of older cats that are rappers or just singers complain about today. And then I ask them, when's your last project? What's your single? What you have going on? Oh, I ain't dropped nothing since 04. Or I ain't dropped nothing since, you know, 2001. And then it's always my gripe. It's like, how the fuck are you complaining if you never, if you haven't even contributed to the ecosystem? Like, how is it, how is the, the, the music an issue when you don't even try to adapt your sound, clean up your sound, or make sure your shit is mixed properly, or even put something out? Niggas just say that you a rapper or say you a singer and you ain't put, you haven't put shit out in the modern era. I've had a dude complain that, man, streaming is going to hurt me. That's why I don't put nothing out. How's it hurt you? You're not doing anything. I was like, bro, streaming is going to help you. You're going to put yourself in more hands. Well, how am I making money? I say, the problem is you're thinking about making money and you haven't contributed to the system. You haven't contributed. You haven't put anything out to even see if you have a fan base to make money. I'm you worried about the niggas be worried about the money that's coming from streaming. Oh, it's just pennies. Fam, no one's gonna pay that shit any attention anyway, I first. So listen, it's, that's my same argument when people cry about publishing. <laughs> Owning the publishing to a loaf of bread don't mean shit. Oh motherfucking that. Don't mean nothing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all niggas got Scooby snacks and y'all worried about publishing. Like <laughs> Bro, listen, listen, son. And I said to my man right now, I said to my man last night, yo, I said, yo, if a label want to give me a small deal, like 150000 I'll take it. And I'll right. never get on my album, bro. Right. Okay. I'll keep that 150 stacks and let them drop my ass. And I'll go independent. <laughs> <laughs> what? That ain't going to fool me for that bullshit. Give me 150 to 360 meter death and don't nothing come out and I, I walk away in the red. Yeah, I got your ass. I'm going to record that shit at my man crib. And if y'all act funny, I'm going to still have 100 grand. Definitely going to walk away in and the I'm gonna get some, And I'm going to get some real estate on your ass. Definitely going to walk away in the red. I ain't falling for that shit. But the thing is, everybody's worried about... This, this is where the danger of information is. When you read the information and you can't process it. The situation of a lot of these established artists isn't yours. See what I'm saying? The streaming is your resume. That might lead you to a tour. It might lead you to a festival. You know what I'm saying? It might lead you to some kind of a deal. Right. You're not getting a deal just based off your physical music anymore. That right. shit has to be out there in the system. It has to be. It has to Whether be. Whether you have a million streams, a thousand, you might only have 220 streams. And somebody here and be like, yo, if I push this, this might work. But they're not waiting for you to put it out there if it ain't out there. Yo, a, a, a DJ literally contacted me um, shit, yes, day before yesterday. He said, oh man, I see this song. Um, it, the, I checked the artist, I checked this artist out and they, on their page that said, you um, you are their representation. I see the song has 20,000 streams. Can I um, play this record? Um, can I get the, um, the wave to play this record at these particular events? I'm like, of course. And I sent over the music ASAP. But he only contacted me because he saw this one song had 20,000 streams. You know what I'm saying? The other one's got five. Another one got, I think, about four. But this one, this one has been taken up. This one has been put on playlists. This one has been, like, pushed and people are sharing and stuff like that. And um, and I laughed because, um, I and this is based on even what you're saying. 
you you got to put something in the ecosystem. People are going to pay attention. Like you said, even if it's 200 streams, they're going to look. Someone is going to see it. It's going to be in someone's algorithm. You have to play the game. Now, I will say this. Our era did great with merchandising. Why don't our era of artists take that same merchandising idea and, and positioning and bring that into today's music where it's easier to press up your shit? It's easier for you to press up your shit now. It's, easy, it's easier to create a storefront for your shit than it was in our time. You literally had to have a mom and pop store. You remember you had to have a mom and pop store that you worked with to get yourself seen. Now you can actually have a store online storefront and, and you wear your hoodies on social media a couple of times and you can literally get 50 purchases on a $20 shirt. And if you do it with a company, you might only make $8 a shirt, but that's $8 that you didn't have to buy the shirts, press up nothing, or ship shit out. You basing that on a younger artist or artists around? No, I'm talking about hours of our, our audience because we are the audience that buy. We the I mean, audience I, I, that purchase. I hear, I hear you. That's all dope in theory. But when you're talking about artists over the age of 40, if, if certain things weren't successfully done in the 20s and the 30s, sometimes you can't do any 40s. You got children in college. You got young kids in school See, ready to go you, to college. You, I hear what you you're saying. Let me finish. You, let me finish. Let me finish. what I'm finish. saying. Uh -huh. No, I'm not. What you're saying is correct, but I'm saying it requires capital that some people don't have. It doesn't, though. That's the thing. It doesn't. It doesn't require a lot of capital. It doesn't. I didn't because... say a lot of capital. I didn't say a lot of capital. But, you're no, you're it... talking about, you want me to disagree with you, but I'm not. No, I'm, but I'm yeah. saying mm -hmm. it's an issue with, with capital and information. A lot of the information people don't have. Okay, well, I, I'm with information because you can literally, you can- It's a combination you, of both. You right now can take your bearded logo, go to this website. It's a consignment website. They There's several websites of and, that nature, but and, a lot of people don't know about it. Okay, I'm, I'm just saying, you could do that right now and for free. You don't have to pay nothing. A lot of people don't know about that shit, bro. That, that's why I say it's more informational than capital. I get no, you well, I mean, if you want to put a pendulum, Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the information, then it's capital. Right. And people don't want to listen. All generation artists know everything, bro. They know everything. They don't, don't know nothing. At the they know everything. You be like, look, why don't you try, why don't you try a record with an R&B dude, man? Yo, that R&B hip hop thing would work, man. I like your voice. Just try it. Mm -hmm. Ah, man, you trying to tell me how to do my thing, man. All right, man. And that's why them niggas don't instead of, instead of pressing CDs, why don't you try some jump drives, man? Because then people can plug it in their car. You know what I'm saying? And it ain't gonna cost you no more. You can throw your logo on a junk drive, it might cost you a few dollars more, but you can stretch it out more. Then when you go on shows, you can just throw the, you know what I'm saying? The junk drive in the duffel bag don't take up no space. And Push right now, and right now, man, with iPhones, things, things is about to start changing soon where streaming is gonna, streaming is gonna start taking a small, it's gonna start taking a small turn because now iPhone is doing what Android has been doing for a while. You can now, I can go to your website, download the music, purchase the music off your website, download it, and it'll automatically be in my uh, phone library. So if I go to my iTunes and you know, iTunes play songs that's on your phone and I can play your music right then and there. I mean, you gotta be on top of all of that to do it. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Things, like, things about to start That's changing. why I still, I, I like them digi cards, man. Cause if you gotta wait for somebody to search for your song, 
Mm-hmm. That could be a missed opportunity. I man. gave out your, I gave out a couple yeah. of those dizzy cards you gave me, man. Yeah, just uh, hit the barcode. Yeah, that should work. Yeah, hit the barcode, and then it also shows a level of professionalism and, and, and discipline. At least you did that, right? But for for our generation, it's mostly information. Okay. With anything in life, and, and you said it yourself one time when we speak on something, I put on a level of fitness. If it requires work, a lot of it's shot from it. Yeah, because we from the era of putting three songs, four songs on the tape. And right. then, so I hit a cassette, and then they exactly. like it, then they do everything for you. Right, they do. The days are over, man. Gone. You know what I'm saying? The days is over. That's why I, I have a hard time in, in studio sessions with people around our age, because everybody's talking with this old mentality. You know what I mean? Like, Ski and I used to argue all the time about free music. Right. Because I gave it a lot of free music over the years. And he was always like, you know, my music has more value. I ain't giving nobody nothing for free. Boom, boom. I'm like, yo, bro, nobody knows who you are. You gotta give away a little something. And you're not in them streets. So how's somebody gonna know who you are? If you remember back in the day, you remember the little packs, you remember the little three promotional packs that labels and artists used to give out. They might have just three records or just that one record, the instrumental, and and then and then it might have a, a remix on that joint. You used to get three records. That's but people it. people acting like they forget, but the labels were paying for it. Yep. So that's how people aren't paying attention to it. It's like you 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 you're in charge of your own promo, whatever, whatever. It's like with college radio. If you cool with a college radio DJ and he lets you come up to your station, come up to his station, that's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Dudes who go up there don't have no music, don't have no bars ready. You know what I'm saying? So even if you have a record that he's gonna play, you should have something new that he ain't even heard before. Let him debut right. something. You should have him throw a beat on and you spit something. Right. Or throw your beat on and you spit a verse or two. Yep, like now, I got a DJ incorporated with me. I'm gonna bring my DJ up there and let him do a little zig, 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 zig. We do some old school, boom, boom, boom. Yep. That's an opportunity. And to make that shit wicked, you know, see, that's what you're doing. That's what you bring your camera and film this joint. Yep. And I'm gonna document that shit and make you see it 20,000 times. Goddamn right. <laughs> or I go to the event space where he is at. We set up the turntables. We do a fake ass show for eight minutes. I've been trying to get you to do that for a while. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people aren't using what they have. But they're telling you what they don't have and why they don't have it. I just have a problem here, man. Yeah. Because I can honestly say almost everything in life that I haven't been as successful as at as I wanted to be, there's probably something I could have done different, whether it was an information thing or a capital thing. Mm-hmm. And I do those conversations with myself just to let me know I always have room to grow. Right. Not not from a I wish I did this, I wish I would did that. Because you can't you can't go nah, back there. But it just shows we always can grow, and that I'm not always, I'm I'm, I'm not always the smartest person in the room. I mean, you could be the smartest person in the room, but you're still not. Yeah, that's a fact. You're just the smartest person in the room from what you know. You know, yep, <laughs> yep. Smart. You know what I'm saying? You this know. topic here, you can't fuck with me. You need to you need to listen to me. But this other topic, I might need to listen, listen a little bit. Know that, right? Nah, that's a fact. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of us, we can't process that shit. We think just because we know this. Nah, oh, uh, yep, yep. No, you're right. I'll, I'll listen to anybody till you show me you ain't worth listening to. I mean, when I went to New York, you know, my man was dropping some gems to the young man. You know, I listened. A lot of shit I could have said, but I let him take the floor. I said, I'll talk to the young man later. Right. Let him spit his bars because sometimes you throw off somebody's training. Yep. Yep, and he was true. spitting. I'm going to let him keep spitting. Some of the things he said I didn't get. It's like with music, people still think. If you move to Cali or if you move to New York, it'll put you in a better position. And that's not always true. Nah, not at all. You know 
Now you can move to Canada, you can move to New York, and you can spend a whole lot Still of money just money. trying to survive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like moving to Atlanta when you do music, man. It doesn't always work. Nope. It doesn't always work. I'm not knocking it though, but those are like the old school things. Going to a record label and knocking on the door. That's like the old school shit. Ain't nobody, nobody, if I'm be honest, nobody even works at the label anymore. We will do jump on the table and perform for some people that have nothing to do with music. Exactly. They're dealing with old school catalogs and publishing and shit. They're looking at you like, uh, we don't even have that department anymore. <laughs> Young man. Security. <laughs> well, let's transition, man. We only got a few more topics. We actually got a lot of topics on the docket, but we, I think the previous topics that we had just now, they, shit, that's a pretty good show. We'll so, catch up. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we can always have stuff on the docket. I think this is good. I try to go serious. I try to serious out a little bit on our topics, but I'm going um, to go to this one that you actually placed. Um, is foreplay necessary for a good session? And yes, I think it's necessary. You think so? I think it's necessary. I know so. Yeah, me too. No foreplay, I am leaving. Well, you got to get the engine started on both sides. You got to get her comfortable and in a place, and you got to get you comfortable and in a place. What are we rushing for? Exactly. Mama ain't coming home. What the fuck? Um, unless, unless we doing a a quick a quickie because somebody got to go to work. Then I'm getting you through the PPO. That's a fact. For the quickie, you get it through the PPO. I ain't taking my clothes off, wasting my time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you getting it through the PPO. <laughs> This is where we got to get the soundboard. Talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, 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 you get to a certain level of maturity. I would say because you're young, you're just figuring out life. It's like sex can be so amazing, and then it can be so unsatisfying. Yeah, yo, when it's, un, when it's unsatisfying, it's usually because we put ourselves in a position that doesn't make sense, bro. Just whether to, it's the individual or whether it's the climate at fact. the time. Bro, just to stick your your manhood in a dry box, that's just not going to be fun, sir. It's not going to be pleasing for anyone. But see, this is my problem with females. So piggyback on what you're saying and just flip the coin. A woman will complain about a man not being hard, but she did nothing. Right. Get me that one. warm up the situation. We should be getting each other dead. Sex is better with foreplay, so why wouldn't you encounter that? Right. I agree. You know, like I hear some people that won't kiss and I hear some people that don't, you know, believe in oral and all of that. You can do what you want to do. But my thing is, if I can't be in a position to satisfy you sexually, I shouldn't be having sex with you. That's sexually with me. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Or if I choose to have sex with you, I can't complain about what it is. I can't complain about the, the box being dry if I did nothing to arouse you. You know what I mean? I, I really I really can't complain about not being able to nut if I did nothing to get her in a position of being comfortable to where we both pleasuring each other. It's like there's a level of accountability there. And if I'm not there focused to be able to pleasure her as well as allow myself to be pleasured, why am I doing it anyway? Right, right. I agree there too. It's it's sex supposed to be fun. And I think even with um with relationship, with just relationships in, in today's climate. We making this shit way more harder than what it really needs to be, man. Well, they, the people, it, listen, people listening to too many of these Instagram people yeah. sending them somewhere that makes no sense, man. They talk with so much aggression and conviction. They got you believing that shit. Bro, they make it, they make it light. If that man don't make you orgasm? He is not the one, sis. Yeah, he is or, not the one. I'm like, yo, son, why are you on that? Or, or, or hear about this. Or fellas, if you don't pay all her bills, 
You making her go 50-50, you don't deserve that woman. What kind of quality of life do you have? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, dead ass, what kind of quality of life you have? For me, I have a great quality of life. No, no, not you. I'm just oh, saying okay. all of these people that say they're going to pay all of this woman's bills. Right. What if you have a woman that's used to extravagant clothing, extravagant cars, gets her hair done every two weeks, nails and all done every two they, weeks. They tell, but then they'll tell you, you don't deserve to mess with that type of woman. That's a boss woman. Nigga, you ain't have a job before that podcast. So fuck the fuck up. <laughs> no, I mean, let's keep it a band. Most of these niggas was bum niggas. And then they got on there with that panda bear shit. And yep. they lucked up and had a little lick. And then now they do live shows or whatever. And they get, yep. I don't know what they getting, but they doing live joints with crowds. But yep. people are getting tickets. Yep. So, yo, respect the game of life, man. You were blessed with an opportunity. And now you knocking everybody else all of a sudden. I would love to have a woman where I pay everything, where she could just chill and be beautiful. Is that a reality for me? Right. No. Definitely not a reality for me. I, I, I wouldn't have a problem putting a check on the table to contribute to the household. Just let me get what I need to do what I got to do. We figure it out. Boom. Throw this in there. But that's within every relationship. Every relationship is an isolated situation. That's why I hate when people give definitive answers and definitive scenarios on how yours needs to be. Everybody's yeah. situation is different. Probably be a lot of motherfuckers that ain't even never even been in a long-term relationship. Son, you might have a relationship where a man does all the cooking. Yep. Is that wrong? Nope. You might have a situation where a man does most of the cleaning. Is that wrong? Nope. So I'm saying, so, like, oh, I'll give you an example. As much as neither one of us are big fans of Julius Randle, Kenya Martin attacked Julius Randle because after the game, the first thing he did was kiss his wife and his child. Right? Right. How, yo, tell, how is that wrong? I'm lost. Man, Kenya Martin kissed my ass, bro. He just. What, what, what are you he, saying? Yo, that fake tough guy shit that these niggas be doing, like, the fuck out of here, man. That man is allowed to go kiss. What, he supposed to go punch a wall or something? You know, they won the my, game. I'm going to kiss my wife and my kid. Yo, but son, they won the game. Right. Yo, baby, I, baby, I did it. Right. I got one. You kiss my wife and my kid, bro. The kid, kid, the kid is all on his pops. The kid cries when the Knicks lose. He went I'm to find his child and kissed his child. Oh, I'm with, son. I'm with my wife and my kid, bro. Yo, and I don't want to support that's you, why Randall. I don't want to support you, Randall, for nothing. But on this I'll, one... Mm -hmm. I was about, about to say some ass. I was about to say some ass. I ain't going to do that. But hell you. I ain't going to bring it up and don't say it. I ain't going to say it. Are you going to talk about his white wife? Nah, nope. I was about to talk about you, um, Kenya Martin. Man. Oh. Oh, yeah. Let it go. Nah. I was disappointed in that. Yeah, me too. But yo, bro... Um. I think we should wrap it up right there, man. You got any bars for anything? You got you got anything you want to say to the world? Yeah, on 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 this Mother's Day, man. Um, blessings sent out to all of you whose mothers still aren't in existence. But if your mother is in existence, you know, I'm not gonna use no big words, keep no fancy real talk, man. Cherish your mothers, man. Your mother sacrificed a lot to get you wherever you are. You know, maybe you didn't agree with all their decisions, but they did the best they could do with the knowledge they had. Many of us were raised with single mothers. I wasn't. I mean, my parents have been married for 67 years. I never underestimate the value of that. You know, I need to go down there sometime later on today, spend some time with them, man. We're going to get old one day. Yes, we are. You know what I'm saying? And and your parents don't owe you nothing. You really don't owe your parents anything. You know what I'm saying? But what you do owe them is that respect 
you know what I mean, and honoring them for the times and the sacrifices they made to get you where you are. Because your parents make sacrifices just as you're making sacrifices now. And think about how it would be if they weren't here. Don't wait for them not to be here to acknowledge the well, fact, fact that they, that they yeah, yeah, because yeah, I know I people that have lost their parents that they're struggling. Like they are struggling, like some to the level of being in the hospital struggling mm. because they didn't handle what they need to handle when they were here. You know, we can hold things over our parents' head, but your parents aren't your friend. You're talking now, bro. They're not your friend. You're talking you know what I'm now. Saying? They, they didn't make these decisions to hurt you or harm you. You know what I'm saying? We find everything wrong with a parent, but we don't cherish the things that are right. Yeah, no, I, wish I don't agree with my parents all the time, man, but I do not want them away from here. No, me neither, bro. I'm not prepared. And not at all. I'm not ready. Not at all. I am definitely not ready, bro. I'm not close to. I would dead ass say that. I'm not. I am not ready. No, I'm definitely not close. Matter of fact, no. Let me change it. I would never be ready for my parents to leave this earth ever. Nope. Can't even imagine this, bro. That's all. No, no. I'm with you. I went out with my mom. I went out with my mom. Everybody know we recorded on Sunday. Actually, Mother's Day morning. Um, I went out with my mom um, Saturday. We did Mother's Day a little early because she has some, you know, my other brothers want to, you know, get them, everybody get their own individual time. And, um, bro, I had a good time. Me and my mom went out to eat, laughing, Joe. I took her shopping to buy her some stuff. You, you know take a, fam- a family picture? Bro, no. I ain't take no photo. I'm, I'm going to let that go. I ain't take no photo, bro, which is disappointing. But being, I had a Being as your cat, yeah, but you didn't document the memories. No, bro. and had my cameras with me. All of them. Yeah, but you didn't document the memories, <laughs> no. bro. Bro, we, you know what? I, we had so much fun, bro. We were just laughing and joking and talking junk to each other. I couldn't. That's you know, fine, I didn't even think about you'll, it. You'll never get that day back. No. Yeah, I agree. But that documentation. I feel like my my mind is, documentation is, is, the best, be, is, is the best document of time. But it's not about you. Hey, it is. When I went to spend the time with my mom, it's about me and my mom. You and your mom. Your mom lives with who? Herself. Okay, if you had that family picture and she has that picture, that could be something she looks at every morning. It could be. So that's being selfish, telling me your mind. I ain't asked you about your mind. Eh? <laughs> the picture ain't for you, <laughs> motherfucker. Hey, see it's about. Uh, in my mind, yeah, I get, happens, yo, man. it ain't about your mind, man. Shit happens, man. I don't be thinking about this camera, man. I'm not beating up when for I, you for when I with my mom. Saying, I put this picture... fucking phone down. But it's deeper than it. just you. It's the memory that lives on. Right. But you're right. I digress. Mothers right. cherish every picture in their house. Bro. They do. They do. But um, I think everybody should take heed to what he said because it's gonna be a time when they ain't here, man. But um, I ain't ready. Me neither. This is the Black Male Podcast. TS is who I am. Jake, that is who I am. This is episode 104, and we'll catch y'all next week. Yo. Peace. Hold up.